<clears throat> yeah, she's speaking out. She's, she's speaking out. Yeah, just I'm. Yeah, she's speaking up. She's speaking up. Clearing my throat for all the, all the comments to come. I want to say them crisply. Crisply. <laughs> Thank you so much for like being open to it and taking on the challenge. Seeing as my previous co-host slash guest decided that you know what, I'm not having it no more. <laughs> <laughs> she said no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, welcome to our show about our other show. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I'm not entirely comfortable with the concept, but I like it anyway because I think uncomfortable conversations is super important. And then us having some form of debrief is really key because I, for one, get sucked into the, uh, I don't even want to call it hype, but call it world of what we do with uncomfortable conversations. I think it's super necessary. I like the the way we approach the conversations. but it's super, I found, been super helpful to step outside of it and talk to someone with a different perspective. It's definitely someone of a different gender as well. And be like, hey, how did that sound? <laughs> like, mm. was that was that what we were going for or was it ridiculous or not? So, you know, I appreciate you. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to, I'm glad to be considered. <laughs> Any opportunity to criticize men. <laughs> <laughs> well taken. No, no. Obviously, I'm kidding. I'm finished. No, she said. No, I think it's. <laughs> Don't wow. kill me. Any opportunity to criticize men? Sign me up. Sign me up. Um, no, no, no. I think I I like what uncomfortable conversations is all about, and I do think it's important. Like, while it's so great that men get together and have these conversations, um, it's definitely, as you said, important that they don't get too insular. Like, you want to make sure that... Because a lot of it is about, like, being a better person, Mm. being a better person for the people in your life, for the women in your life. And if you're taking strides and, like, they're actually not resonating with the people that you're you're trying to be better for, Mm. then that's kind of pointless, right? So I think it's a nice check Mm. balance Mm. to bring in other perspectives that can help um frame the conversation in a different light yeah love it love it um i think at some point we should introduce you so could you could you tell you know what i mean could you because they're like this seems like a deeply personal conversation between these two (laughs) yeah Um, so could you introduce yourself for our audience give us you don't have to give us your full name but we may appreciate it (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah oh. tell us who you are tell us what you're about and um, and what you want us to know about you well i'm mita mm. i have many aka's mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm most of them are closer to my real name than mita <laughs> um so yeah but mita is my name my name of preference mm-hmm. um but you on the other line would know me as Fumito, mm-hmm. and many people know me as Fumi, and other people know me as Bad Bitch. <laughs> Fine as hell. Don't kill me, bro. She said, okay, no. 
Um, no, I, I think I'm trying to think what makes sense. The best way to describe myself is Falarin's oldest friend. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> Which makes sense. I, I just want to put in this, some of these comments to context because I don't just talk anyhow <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Only particular spaces. <laughs> Only particular spaces. So I want that to be clear. Um, yeah. Falarin's my oldest friend. Um, who am I? I don't know. I'm just a girl. With probably too many opinions, hmm. and I'm ready to Sh- ready to air them. <laughs> ready to, sh- <laughs> to share them with the general public. I appreciate you. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Definitely all this friends. Definitely confidant. Um, hey, hey, hey. And I def- and I really, really do appreciate you tackling this topic with me. So hmm. I say this topic. I mean this episode, but it's kind of the same thing. Um, same deal. Yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So. I mean, uh, what's great about Fumito being on this particular episode is that, like, prior to diving into the whole project, she was one of the first people I had conversations with about why we wanted to do this and how we wanted to take it on. So it's great to have you on episode number three on packing, which is who raised you. Before we get your opinions on, (laughs) let me just say that this was my favorite episode. Okay. I'm supposed to love all of my children equally, but I definitely don't. This is my favorite child, hands down, heads and shoulders above the rest. Um, Why is that? And I think it's because uh, we were able to engage in a way that was, for me, below the surface. Mm. Um, and when I say that, I mean that like we were able to talk about issues, but using personal examples... And I think when you're able to draw from experience openly, it just makes for better conversation. And it makes for it makes it easier for the other people in the room to dive into what you're talking about. And that's what I experienced day of. And if I listen back to it at editing the podcast version of what we dropped, like I was like, there there were some points made here. Um mm. and there were lots of avenues for for discussion that I, I didn't experience in the other episodes. Not saying the other episodes weren't great. They were really good. I really enjoyed them. Um, but this one felt a little bit different. It might also be an age dynamic thing where it felt like I was being, um, it felt like an OG telling me a little bit about his mm. experiences and like what to learn from. So that dynamic may have influenced a little bit my feeling about the episode. Mm. But overall, honestly, a real big fan of, of how... Um, how our guest uh, Donovan did and how Fumi, like Fumi's a great host. And I don't mean Fumi you, I mean Fumi boy. <laughs> I know yeah. it's good to clarify. Yeah, it confuses me all the time too. Um, when people, when, yeah, but Fumi Lade, like he's a he, phenomenal host for this entire series. But um, yeah, his engagement with Donovan, I think their past history together was really helpful on this particular episode as well. And just kind of allowed for, um, for a great environment for it. So yeah, that's that's how I felt about it. Now you've listened to. Um, did I send you the unedited version or the edited version? I am unsure. You sent me. You sent me what a sound file link, and then you sent me what was up on the site. I listened to what was up on the site. So, okay, so I that's, believe that's edited because you said you'd put in you put in music and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's edited. That means um, it's not much more refined. To be honest, I didn't take a lot out. I just. But mm-hmm. so you, you did get a, a more refined version. How did you how did you feel? 
just my overall take. Yeah, we'll start on the episode. Yeah, we'll start with that. Or the okay. Um, overall, I'm like so nice to him. Like men having these kinds of conversations,、mm. um, I think the thoughtfulness that it requires to execute goodness in the world is like something that a lot of people are just cluing into,、mm. um, and in many cases, women get raised with that thoughtfulness. Like girls get raised with that thoughtfulness. And we in, sometimes have to like actually fight it as we become women, while men may get the opposite, not as much consideration of all that. So it's interesting to kind of、uh, to be a fly on the wall in a way to a conversation of people navigating、um, and sharing. Like I think I really like that what you mentioned, just the sharing of the personal experiences、mm. that brought、mm. growth and insight. And、um, being able to edify others with that, so like I think it's yeah, it was overall positive experience for moi. <laughs> <laughs> overall, thanks for the book. Good. Overall, it was a positive experience. Overall, it was a part of a positive experience. <laughs>、uh, um, define edify for me, because there's a couple of things that you said that I'm like, huh, that's interesting.、Uh, when you say edify others, what do you mean? I think even within the context of the conversation, there was an element of like, a kind of like an iron sharpening iron kind of、hmm. concept. Like, I'm I'm sharing my learnings, you're sharing yours. We're you know critiquing things in each other, pointing out areas where we're like, oh, I I see this differently. Whatever that looks like, I think that conversation, especially when you sit down together, um. Over a shared desire to move in a positive direction,、mm-hmm. like I think that's where the edifying piece comes in. It's like the whole intent there is we're doing something here that's for growth and learning,、mm-hmm. and hopefully it can support others in that too.、Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, the way that like you guys are chatting to each other, other people listening to you、mm-hmm. are also like having their、um, experiences affirmed. Or some of their positions challenged, or whatever that looks like.、Mm. Okay, no, that that, that that makes a lot of sense.、Um, so th- this episode is called "Who Raised You,"、um, and the whole premise was kind of based on what you talked about earlier, which is how like women are brought into the world versus how men are brought into the world.、Um, mm. And like Fumilade introduced the episode by saying, you know, sometimes you see men behaving like. Whatever, and you're like, yo, who's man's? And I really enjoyed that. I, I, we almost, we almost titled it "Who's man's," but he's like, bro, I think we want to be taken more seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's interesting now that we're having you on this episode because I realize as we're talking right now that the idea behind this episode came from one of the things that you said to me prior to us preparing, which was that like. Generally speaking, women and men are socialized differently, and women are socialized to be more thoughtful about the effects of their actions, whereas men may not be. And so that was something that was interesting to tackle, not just in this episode, but with this particular person who we felt was further along in his journey as a man than we were. You know, like he has a child, and he's had to be able to look at his life and go. Oh my God! What do I want to pass on to this 
kid that I'm raising who's also a man or a boy rather who will become a man so the premise of this episode there were so many layers to it that I felt was so interesting and one of them was this idea of what we give to our children to to hold on to and and like as they become human beings so um as you listened to that maybe uh, and like the way I like to go into these unpacked episodes it's like tell me a couple of the things that stuck out to you that like you that you felt that you want to talk talk about you know that you want to touch on i see your face and i'm like um, <laughs> oh i told i told you i took notes let's go let's so hear them i'm coming with that with the heat let's, let's um, have it i'll start i'm gonna by design um do something that is the opposite of what i would usually do okay. um which is in general in life i i go for a compliment sandwich i'll start with the good mm-hmm sprinkle the bad in the middle and then we'll end and we'll end with something good but i think i'm gonna off the jump i'm just gonna go in with the negative because i think it's important um it's it's difficult at least i found it difficult i don't know i don't know if other people will agree with me but it's difficult not to get sad annoyed frustrated like why? Like uh, I was about to compliment sandwich. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to say while, while this was, was yeah, no, 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 no. It's difficult and hard, like to and ho- it's hard not to get annoyed listening to guys have like aha moments mm. about giving women and obviously my bias, black women, mm. basic respect. Mm. <laughs> It's a really, really ups like it's just it's hard not to just be like, why did you need to step on somebody's soul, break somebody's heart, do all these things, like to get to a point of like, oh, I should treat mm. <laughs> I should treat this person with respect. And I know it's a lot more complex than that. Um, of course. Like there's a lot that goes into why it looks or feels like that's the case. But man, like some of this stuff does not, should not take genius level unpacking Mm. to land on. Mm. And the fact that it has to, for a lot of men, it has to be like treating several people, women in your life from all the way from mom to girlfriend to sibling, whatever, like several layers of women get treated badly before you like, do the work in yourself to land on the fact that like, oh, I should treat people mm-hmm. <laughs> respectfully. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I don't know that people, like, I don't know that there's a full understanding of how dehumanizing that is mm-hmm. to women to be, to be like the, the, and again, this is oversimplifying, but ju- to almost just be like the, the, the tool to someone's learning. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that's something I'm hoping that the future brings out of us that we don't need. Obviously, experiences are there to be learned from. We should be like reviewing all our experiences, learning from them. But I'm hoping that the kinds of lessons that we begin to learn out of relationships are a little bit deeper mm. than some of the stuff that involves like 
you know, respecting people, giving people attention, treating people like you want to be treated, mm. treating someone you like, like you actually like mm. them. <laughs> um, things like, <laughs> things like that. Um, it's, these should not be like grand, like, whoa, my mind <laughs> and everything changed when I realized yeah, yeah. that that this person is a human and their value like yeah. let's 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 move let's let's move forward from that. So that that's my overarching pain point mm. with a lot of conversations and not and it, not even just this one, just a lot of conversations that are happening with men, which I think are necessary and will get us to the point where this is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's so difficult. It's like, it's just think of it in any other context. Like when white people are giving you the ahas of when they realize that like discrimination is a thing. Mm. Like, it's so frustrating. Like I've been here being, you know, and I've been experiencing it. And like, you have to go, I love time. It's like, oh, I went through this experience where somebody thought I was black. And then they treated me with disdain. And then I realized how badly, like, I'm like you shouldn't have needed yeah. that. You should have just landed. Yeah. And so I think that's where I'm hoping we, we get yeah. to, like where we don't need certain years and years and years of mistreatment of women to learn that women are human and should be treated with respect. Yeah. yeah. That's thing one. So, so thing one is a very, very valid point. Um, I will say that like, a big part of producing this series has been very traumatic for me. Um, mm. Not to make this immediately about myself, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> please, please save the sass for when we're done. Um, no, but but a, a big part of what you're saying, I think, is is the feeling I felt every time you know, Fumi, Lade uh, as the host or any of the mm-hmm. guests has said something and I've been like, ooh, shit, I've been that person. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling. Um, and like, y- you know my history as much as, as much as any of my friends where it's like, I know for sure that all of the terrible things that any one of our guests has said over the last three episodes, like I've been in some form that guy. So it's, it's, it's almost really uncomfortable to be like yeah bro you really didn't need to put that person through this kind of pain to realize that that's a shitty thing to do um Mm -hmm. and i think the point of this episode who raised you is understanding why that is the case like why we get to the point where it's like oh shit you've been learning these lessons through other people's pain and that is not Mm -hmm. required it might be your journey but it's not required you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't need to learn through other people. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's been shitty. And I and thank you for making that your first point. Um, no, <laughs> I, I think it's really key. Yeah. I think that's honestly the first point. And like, part of the reason why I create this content is because all of this is me kind of like trying to um, live out my mistakes, I guess. I don't know if that's that's mm-hmm. a good way to put that or, or whatever. So I, I take that point and I hear you and um, noted. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just I'm ready for a world where women don't have to suffer for the lessons of men. So yeah. let's keep going that way. Awesome. And, so please give me some good things about um, the episode so I can. Okay, yeah. good things. I think probably my favorite thing 
that I really adored was the really free discussion about therapy. Mm. Like, I love therapy for boys is necessary. Y'all are not wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> Y'all are not wow. <laughs> <laughs> so many of you are not okay you really are not bro and and who would be like life is challenging you often you know get raised and you realize like oh crap all the lessons i've been all the things i've been learning for the last you know 18 20 25 30 years are piles of crap that i need to abandon mm. and reform myself yeah. like it's a complex world Day to day, there's depression, anxiety, insecurity, a million and one things that, like, there sh- there is no shame in experiencing. Mm. Because, and even if they weren't the norm, there would still be no shame in experiencing them. So I loved, like, everyone's freedom in bringing up, like, you know, I, yeah, I talked to my, I talked to my, psychologist about this like I went to counseling about this I talked to someone um who's senior like I mean I'm I'm guessing a little bit from the dynamic that I heard like um Donovan and for me like know each other from church Mm. and probably there's some kind of if not just a good friendship maybe even like a a bit of a mentorship situation going on there like I loved the freedom and openness around that discussion because I just think there's so many men who feel really like, and, and this came up in the episode about shame mm. um, in other areas. But I think this is a, a lot of men feel shame around not being able to just chest, just manage like, and also they feel like a lot of things that might be affecting them really deeply. Like, oh, I should just be able to get over mm. this. I should just be able to move past this. And I, I just think like, I, the people who end up suffering for that, again, a lot of times women, but also yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you end up suffering for that. And I think this whole exercise in the, in feminism, I would say, I, I would go that far. The exercise of feminism isn't, is about creating a better world mm-hmm. for women, but in doing so, it creates a better world for everyone. For everybody. It removes some of the, false expectations that we have of ourselves of each other some of the pressures like men need to feel like they can express themselves and be themselves and they need to have spaces to talk about their feelings because just the same way women are asking for respect because we're women Mm. like men experience because sorry not because we're women because we're human Mm. men experience emotions because they're human Mm. like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff where we're just the same. And so a lot of understanding um, should be extended related to those things. So it was really so refreshing and great to hear uh, conversations around therapy and support and help that didn't have any association with any kind of weakness. Mm. So I loved that. Yeah, that's a bar. The way you ended that is a bar. Because that's that's that's, that's one thing that... Um, I think as a person, our, our, our guest really is about, which is that like, you can feel all these things, you can express, you can be vulnerable, and it's not a sign of weakness. 
And also, I think I would even add to that, um, that weakness is not bad. Hmm. Like, it's not an, I don't think weakness is bad. Please, it's like, this is a narrative, again, like black women have had to lead into this narrative a lot because of the associations, the over association with strength. And it's like, Nabi, I'm not strong. Like, sometimes I need a good cry mm. and a massage and to kick my heels up and do nothing for a weekend and to be spoiled. Like, that I think goes across the board. There's no version of life that makes sense existing in like the idea of strength at all times. That's not a mm. thing, it's not a healthy not a thing. thing. Um, so weakness is okay. Sometimes it's important to be weak, mm. to invite help, to invite support. It's important to, and, and sometimes it's important to understand that weakness in a moment is a, stro- is a show of strength in other ways, a demonstration of the scope and the fullness of who you are and who you can mm. be. Like, that's good. So I don't, again, it's like we, we create these dichotomies, but strength is not inherently good and weakness is not inherently bad. Both are part of the human experience and we should be able to feel free to express them mm. when we need to. Like you shouldn't have to be carrying loads and loads of weights on your shoulders when there are people who are willing to carry them with you, who are willing to teach you more efficient ways to carry them. Like we shouldn't, we don't need to be doing all that. So again, therapy for boys, therapy for men, help, growth. I love it. It was great. Amazing. Amazing. S- snaps for you guys. Snaps for the band them. Let's go. Um, okay, so do, do you have any particular points from the episode that you thought were interesting to highlight? Um, I've got like three, four bars, okay. right? But obviously... Okay, let's start, let's start with, let's start with um, one of yours then. And we'll see how much. I imagine we'll overlap even. I, I really hope not. Um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Fumi mentioned, uh, I don't remember the medical term that he leaned into, but just the idea that until you face a particular problem, you're likely to repeat it in relationships, like repeating trauma in relationships. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was a bar. Th- that was a bar. It was also just like, for me, it was a huge just like mirror. You know, like, bro, mm. are you are you really paying attention to the lessons from your past experience? Um, mm-hmm. So I felt like that was that was very interesting, um, and and I think oftentimes because we are, you know, maybe connecting this to the therapy for boys being super key because we're unwilling to step up and face our pain a lot of the times. It get it gets really tough to like really dig down and look into what the trauma within. Your particular, your past relationship mm-hmm. was, and holding yourself accountable to how you contributed to that, you know. Yeah. So that that is a whole process and it's a whole thing, and being able to see and hear that conversation happen outside of my head was really cool for me, right? It's like, mm. oh, okay, he recognizes that that's a thing, and he's talking about it with this other guy, and it's like, okay, I'm not insane for thinking that you know what, this problem that I'm facing in this relationship feels very similar to the past one and the one before that. So maybe mm-hmm. I am the common denominator and there's something within myself that I need to take a look at, right? 
So that was really cool to experience in, in like live action. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I love it. I'm of two minds of what you said because <laughs> it's so interesting. S- some, some terminology that's really helpful in conversations relating to men is really like I push back against mm-hmm. in conversations related to women. So like it's what? so interesting to hear the same. So the term common denominator in relationships, hey. I, I, when it comes to women, <laughs> I, we like, we hear that crap so yeah, many, it's like so enough. much. And I'm like, most of the time, you're not the common denominator. You're just, the guys are just not, they're trash. Mm. <laughs> like not to be harsh, but like, like, you're just not with someone who's on your wavelength or wants to say like no matter how no matter how insecure Mm -hmm. you are if you're always in relationships and somebody ends up cheating on you your insecurity is not the common denominator in that situation Mm. (laughs) like it's not it's you're happy like that person has chosen to execute a behavior that reinforces the insecurity in mm. you. So you're not having this heightened experience of your insecurity and somebody will be out there telling you, you're the common, you're the common denominator. Favorite. So, um, but, but it's funny because as you say, as it relates to men, like it is important to have that insight to look for trends of where your behavior mm-hmm. is contributing consistently to a specific outcome. Mm-hmm. And you, and you know that in yourself, I think, I think the way that, um, on the women's side, it means that like, okay, if you, you notice a pattern or something, like you can insist on saying like, I may not cause this, but I don't have to excuse it. Mm. So you use your repeated experience to say like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to walk away. I think it's the same way, like as a man, noticing that trend in yourself, like that should implore you to make changes within yourself. Mm. If you're dissatisfied by the outcome of what you're, behavior or something consistent in you is bringing out then the only way to do that you're either going to have to excuse yourself from every situation that ever looks like that which is basically saying to yourself like i'm not going to do relationship Mm -hmm. things because it's good it's all the same triggers right it's you dealing with another human and navigating life with another Mm -hmm. human so you're either going to have to figure out how to grow in that area or step out, step away from that area, or you're going to keep having the same experience. So I think it's like, yeah, I really like that aspect of the conversation. Cause I just like, I just think it, it encourages a very high level of reflection mm. and commitment to action. Mm. Right. Like, it, it, like once you've seen that now, you know, so what are you going to do? Can, can I, can I spin off from that commitment to action bit? Because there was a quote that Fumi shared um Fumilade uh, FT our host um and I, I don't remember the exact like the full quote but the, the 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 two words from it that stuck with me and I know stuck with him was purposeful engagement that's the commitment to action thing you're talking about which is that like I'm going to engage with this aspect of myself that makes me uncomfortable shout out uncomfortable conversations but I'm going to engage with it in a person. Come on, bro. You really just shout out like your shout out, podcast. Dog. You, hear me? you shout out yeah. your own podcast um, within an unpacking of the podcast. But, but, cool. but engage it in a purposeful way, in a way that is designed to to sort of bring some some, some healing. So I, I think that's, that part is cool. Um, what what are some things from that conversation that you want to share with us? Um, I really liked the um 
I really liked the conversation around not allowing yourself to be dis- like disrespected as a form of self-love. Mm. <laughs> like I don't I think that just really stood out to me in the, about how we should navigate our relationships with one another. Like there's just a lot of things that happen in interactions between two humans that I I feel like do these need to be happening? Do these things need to be happening? Um, and as a result, like the idea of love, get, and this kind of ties into <laughs> the other thing I was thinking when you guys were speaking is like, Jonathan started um, started preaching a bit. I heard a lot of um, First Corinthians 13 <laughs> description of love. And I said, wow, because it's a very high standard. It's an incredibly high standard of behavior that is set as what love looks like or not even what love looks like, what love is because love is doing these things, right? It's not just feeling anything. It's doing these things. So um, I I really, I, I think it was important to have that conversation around like the things that we shouldn't be saying to each other like you shouldn't just be attacking someone's ego or identity cuz like and hitting them where it hurts like that's so hurtful and shouldn't be existing within the context of relationships oftentimes though like the people you're with are the people who have the information <laughs> the the information required to pull that off expertly mm. <laughs> cuz they know your pain points they know your struggles they know the things in you that um that you're insecure about or the things that you're struggling with they know all of that so they're the ones who are best positioned to say the hurtful thing um when things get heated so i think it was just like a nice reminder of just like what the ecosystem of relationships should be like and should be about and of course like everyone screws up like we're all gonna screw up things get heated but that should not be a norm Mm. that should not be an environment and and then comes that self-respect piece about loving yourself like you part of loving yourself is drawing that line of no i can't accept this behavior Mm. from you no matter how much i love Mm. you and i think i liked that because i felt like that was a transcendent lesson like important for men super important for women in a world where when we get to the who raised you part a lot of the people who raise women tell them to put up mm. with unlimited unlimited slights yeah so i think i just think that conversation to me was about calling everyone to a higher standard of behavior towards one mm. another like you should your the standard for loving is this high and also the standard of my self-love is this high. So hopefully we're executing like the highest level of love and kindness towards one another and we're refusing to tolerate behavior that exemplifies the absence of mm. that. I can't remember who, who of the three of you said this, but like someone was like, I can't let you abuse me if I claim to love That love. was me, bro. that was my bar, bro. <laughs> that give was me, you, me, was that your line? Give me okay, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm kidding. But I just think, I don't know. There's just something in my brain that always expe- expects anything that says, if I claim to love, mm. 
to end with you and not me. And I think that just, just the idea that it's like, we spend, love is always, even in our education around it, so much around it is external. It's towards others. It's towards neighbor, friend, lover. And sometimes like we really lose focus of the self Mm. in it and forget that the love of self actually enables us so much in our love of other. So yeah, Barzi, you did a good job. Um, Thank you. Not not to take too much credit because that lesson came really from being a dickhead to other people, but um, (laughs) no, no, you're totally right about the the self-love bit, which is just like, I think as I've grown to understand what loving myself meant, it made me realize how much I was not showing love to other people. You know mm. what I mean? And and that's kind of like where that, that the motivation for that. Like, like deep the concept, deep the concept of treating other people the way you want to be treated. Mm. Mm. Like actually deep, like deep, like how you want to be treated, how you would treat yourself if you could, mm. if you had everything at your disposal. And like, if you deep that and you like do that to yourself and then you do that to others, like that to me is such a full mm. life. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just love it. Love it. You guys, you did great. You done good. Good points. <laughs> good points. Um, okay, so th- th- that was all about love of self and, and other, other stuff. Uh, are, there, are there a few points that you want, you want to throw in here? I know you've got notes. Um, yeah, I think the other one that stood out that I think was important and it was nice to hear acknowledgement of it was entitlement mm. as the <laughs> the opiate of the males. <laughs> the opiate. The drug that the we opiate. live <laughs> <laughs> The opiate of the male. I just... It's, yeah, I, I'm glad that it was said. I'm glad that it was acknowledged. I'm glad that it was seen. Um, I think if one, and by one, I mean men, <laughs> were to reflect um, on a lot of the, a lot of the, the drivers behind behavior, even when it comes to like things of ego or manhood, like, a lot of it is really just entitlement. Mm. Like a lot of it is, is feeling like you deserve, you, you know, that you're, that you deserve something or authorized to have something without working for it. Or, or I think even the, the have stuff without working for it is maybe clear entitlement. I think some of the complexity that exists in the, in the entitlement conversation is actually like, getting the maximum for giving the bare minimum because you could bare minimum means you can always say you did something Mm. but acknowledging entitlement is actually then coming to the realization that like oh i i've actually like i could have been i could have been doing so much more i could be giving so much more i could be setting the pace and the standard for giving in the context of my relationships and even friendships, like I could be doing all of that. And I feel like because I can always say I've done something, whether that thing is grand or small, I, I can always say I've done something. So then 
holding me accountable. Like you're, other people don't have a place to do that because I'll, I always can say, oh, well, I did this, I did that, instead of actually having a higher mm. aim and a higher goal of like being being your best self, giving more, doing more. Like, so I just, I got, it was nice to hear entitlement acknowledged. And I think it's like at the heart of any reflection <laughs> that men do, I think it's important to think on entitlement because it like it factors into the oh it it factors in even the reasons why some people don't seek proper help mm. like it's just a kind of a like a grand belief of oneself of what some of what one's supposed to be like feel like act like and then what they're supposed to get in return for all of mm. that um and like donovan talked about being spoiled growing mm. up like I'm just like you, it's so it's so interesting that being spoiled in the context and in the ways that he described like being spoiled should should be something that actually brings gratitude mm. right in a lot of context like if someone is just like giving you everything loving on you like you know being being maybe even merciful to you where they could have punished you like those should all be things that lead you towards gratitude. an attitude of gratitude. But somehow, somehow, we end up in an attitude mm. of anyhowness. Mm. Anyhowness. <laughs> and misbehavior. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there's a lot to reflect on in that. Like, why, why, shouldn't be, why shouldn't being treated and being given the best and the most be met with equal energy? Mm. Why is it that... Like, again, I, th I think to me, it just kind of comes to that, like, there's like a bare minimum kind of behavior mm. like you're gonna get all this stuff and because because you get it for without doing anything like you then take it for granted right which Donovan describes it a mm. lot like you then like he was getting all this love and affection especially he talked about his mum a lot which was really interesting and, and super sad mm. to to hear that story um but like it's just a strange it's a strange thing like i in my in my mind i'm like if somebody's giving me all the things that i want why does that not push me to be to be giving them that in return mm. why do i just chill and then and treat it anyhow because i know it's coming because i know that i don't have to work for it so i think a lot of and this is across the board in life like a lot of our attitudes need to be reworked mm. like I've, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of narratives about like people uh, around even even respect for people like respecting someone because they put their foot down. I'm like I get that and that's a decent it's a decent lesson like respecting someone out of them setting their boundaries. But I also I I'm just like we should actually level mm. up. Like we should level up to respecting someone respecting someone's willingness to give unto us without expectation, mm. Mm. right? Like that is worthy of respect. Like they shouldn't have to like be locking up. And this is something that I think a lot of people express when it comes to dating, this idea of like, it's almost like this battle of who can give the <laughs> least because you don't want to lose. You don't want to end up the mm. loser. So you're out here like, okay, 
I'll only do this when this level of commitment has come and I'll only do this. And not that those boundaries are bad, like boundaries can be very good, but boundaries should be about your own discipline, not about some kind of tit for tat Mm, exchange with another person. So I think we're in like a lot of what I see in the world and experience is like that kind of navigating of like, okay, what's the minimum I can do to get this thing? Because you just don't like people, people view doing the most, giving the most, sharing the most as a sign again of weakness of, Mm. of, um, yeah, it's like, oh, you would just do that. Like those, those people get taken for granted all Mm. the time, right? Like, oh, you would just do that. You would just give that. So I'm, I'm hoping that as we have these deeper conversations about how we treat people and what we value, I would love to see a shift in that kind of thing too. Like some, you shouldn't have to mess up with somebody over and over again because you know they'll give you a chance and then be like, like you literally hear people say like, oh, like, yeah, this my babe. She's different from the other ones because she actually puts her foot down and she insists on it. Like, are you a child? <laughs> like discipline, no, like discipline, Discipline yourself. Yeah. Like, why Why should your your significant other or a friend or whatever be having to function like some teacher, mm. like having to set these? No, you should, you should out of your affection for that person. Well, yeah. Be disciplined and want to yeah. give all, your best. All so, of this is kind sorry, of... Sorry, I, I kept going on and no, on, no, but yeah. It's, it's totally fine because you hit a lot of broad points. I mean, the first, the first thing about entitlement is super key because it's like in, in a moment where you should be responding with gratefulness you're responding with nah i deserve this which is entitlement right mm-hmm. which is like i'm getting this not out of the fact that you are a good person but out of the fact that i am mm-hmm. who i am and therefore i deserve this mm-hmm. grace from you um and and that really shouldn't be the case right it really should be how we respond with gratefulness and it, it, it connects to to like the inherent attitudes to which like men slash women are raised i think um, and then you went on to talk about like you know within relationships as well like boundary setting and like it's so funny that you landed on that because if you go back if you listen back to the episode you hear um Fumi and, and and Donovan talk about like this girl behaved like my mother and I didn't like it this girl didn't behave my mother and I didn't like it which is kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like what exactly are you looking like, for? Like, what bro? do you like? Um, what is <laughs> and like it, it's all connected, right? It's it's all connected, mm-hmm. and so you you did make some some really really solid points across the board in terms of entitlement and like how we respond to to these to these dynamics and situations, and I think it comes down to like a lack of self awareness, you know, a lack of an awareness mm-hmm. of what we're born into. Because we're all kind of complicit, you know, the mothers who over over spoil their, oh, their, their you 100%. know, um, so so all of it is is um, all of it is connected. And your point about we should just aspire to be better in terms of what we accept. Like, no, it's great that we are like, oh, somebody's enforcing their boundaries. That's good. No, actually, ask yourself why they need to be in a position where they're putting their foot down, bro. Um, what is it that you're doing that's like you could do better? Um, and, and that's the whole point of these conversations. That's the whole point of why we do these things. So um, definitely appreciate you uh, touching on all of those points. This is, it feels like a good place to kind of like call this to an end. Um, how are you feeling? How, how, how do you think the, uh, if you can surmise how the episode went um, and how you feel about where we are right now going into, oh no, there was one more point I wanted to make. 
Okay, good. Talked for about it. accountability. And one of, one of the things we really, really wanted to do was to make an episode entirely on accountability. But it feels like the through line through all of this, through creating safe spaces, through, you know, the emotional labor and how men usually push things off to women, through figuring out how we're raised on our next episode, which is on the language of love and how we engage with women. The through line through all of it is really just men holding themselves accountable to their bad behavior. So instead of a full episode, we wanted to just kind of draw that connection. But you did make that point towards the end. And I did want to sort of like hold that up in the air and say, yes, that is something that we know is super obvious and we should pay attention to. Um, but that being said, is there anything else you want to add before we sort of like wrap this up? Yeah, I think that um, the thing I want to add to the as my final thought is the episode is called Who Raised mm. You? And in many cases for men, the answer is both no one and everyone. Mm. <laughs> um, so no one in the sense that the, a lot of it with men is not, with boys is not, you don't get raised. Mm. <laughs> like there's no, the society and everything is just kind of, oh, boys will be boys, free for all. And there's sometimes no discipline and accountabilities. And again, this is, very, very broadly and generally speaking. Um, and of course, also speaking to like a context as a Nigerian woman where you do see those stark differences in the way, in the expectations of boys and the expectations of girls. And like, it's just littered in the culture throughout. So in many cases, like who raised you is like, yeah, no one specifically, at least not in the way that they make a point of like raising girls and making sure they're very disciplined, thoughtful think and thinking about others. But everyone in that you're raised by your society and your community and it's all its narratives and all its threads. It's, imp it's insane to think that you're not going to fall in line to some degree. Mm -hmm into a world where, you know, you're told that you're superior in this way or in a world where you're expected to hide your feelings or in a world where you're expected to, um, where the idea of self lies in just financial success alone. And it's great to see all those things evolving. It was great to hear Donovan talk about how he's raising his son um, and even the way that he's evolved in that process. like things that he's having to make sure his son unlearns mm. that he himself taught his son, you know? Um, so I, I think like all overall, I'm optimistic about the trend line, like especially when I hear conversations like this and I see people out in the world and even, like the world has changed a lot. Once upon a time, like, you know, the idea of men in, in the home in a, in a kind of psychological mm. way with their kids mm. is was not really a thing. And now, like, I don't know a single guy that I speak to who isn't like, if he's talking about fatherhood, isn't excited about the very concept of raising a child and not just being like a figure who brings money mm. in. Um, and even like in the older generations, like I think there's a lot of change as well. Like they see places where they may have missed things and, you know, they're trying to trying to navigate that as well. Yeah. And so society is shifting in general. Women are out in the world doing things and getting to 
air some of these grievances and influencing the direction of society a lot more. So all in all, like, I mean, things be happening every day that make me go WTF and SMH. But um, I think the trend line is good. And I think there's a lot to be I'm optimistic about. And I just, yeah, I look forward to, I'm really interested to see what the next generation of men looks like, or maybe two generations from now. <laughs> Give it some time. <laughs> um, yeah, two or yeah, three. Yeah. Um, Cause I, it'll be interesting to see like what our efforts and around the discussion of raising, mm. like actually raising from an emotional intelligence standpoint, not just a, stand your own two feet and get a job mm. standpoint um it'll be nice to see and hopefully that has significant positive impact in our society and world as a whole fingers crossed in it um yeah i'm, I'm definitely excited for that as well I, th- I think that the whole point of engaging in conversations like this producing podcasts like this producing episodes like this is to that very effect so definitely looking forward to it myself um Fumita slash Mita slash Fumi <laughs> slash all the other names. Slash all my uh, names. Thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you. If you can share with our audience where they can find you, that would be great. Whoa. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Mita is me. M-I-T-A is me. <laughs> um, and soon depending on when this goes out I don't know soon you'll be able to find me at a podcast of my own hey shout out <laughs> shout out yeah that's well, gonna be well not of my own yeah. of my cousin's and I's, but <laughs> hopefully that should be good new project so, dropping soon. yeah new project dropping love it love it thank you so much Mita uh, and thank you guys for listening we really appreciate you uh, check out the next episode of Uncomfortable Conversations we're not settled on the title but I think it's called The Language of Love which is very poetic so you should definitely Ooh. listen to that <laughs> yeah. sounds intense it is I already know The Language of Love is French the end <laughs> the end <laughs> alright everybody thank no. you for listening you have a good evening it's your it's your it's your Actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.